Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas, as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas, with a Vegas twist of course. So let's get the show started. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's good to have you back in for another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I've got a great show and topic for you today. But before we get to that, just want to check in. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last episode with Anita, my colleague and fellow therapist, uh, go back and do so after this one. It's a great episode. And she gives us five great steps to living a shame-free life. I know that there's lots of info in that episode that I've been able to utilize. So I know there's some great stuff in there for all of us in living more shame-free. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to rate and review the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts. It's a good way for the show to get out to more and more people. So please give that a like. And if you're even more so inclined, give it a review as well. I uh, would appreciate that. Um, if you want to get in touch with me for any coaching or therapy, uh, you can reach out to me via email, ryanwinder at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instant Messenger on Facebook as well. And you can go to the Facebook group page and be a part of that as well. Be a part of the community for the podcast and where I talk about different topics and things and, and uh, people can give their feedback on episodes, etc. So please go ahead and be a part of that. Uh, the more the merrier for, merrier for sure. So, so today's topic is about comfort zones and more so or less getting outside our comfort zone. This has been something I've been thinking a lot of about lately personally. And I recently started reading a book called You Deserve This Shit by Jordan Tarver. And there's just some great things in that book. I uh, definitely recommend it. But there's some specific things in relationship to getting outside our comfort zone and really pushing ourselves in a way to re to achieve our potential and really a greater sense of happiness in, in our life as well as we do that. So, um, so I wanted to touch on that um, again, just not only because I think it's beneficial, but something I've been thinking about in my own life as well and just kind of pushing my own self to get outside my comfort zone in different ways. But, uh, in case you wondered, um, from a young age, we definitely crave comfort. And so we're enticed to kind of create a comfort zone just naturally. Uh, typically, our comfort zone is a stress-free stress -free place. And again, it's in our nature to retreat to that stress-free comfort type place. Um, when, you know, things are just kind of going along, we, we just kind of naturally want to go back to that place of comfort. So it definitely takes a conscious effort and desire to get out of our comfort zone. And so if we're not careful, we can become complacent, which I'll talk about later, and just kind of sit in that stagnation of our comfort zone. So in order for us to create a space in our lives for opportunity and growth, we must exit our safe zone and thus that's the challenge and and part of the reason for the topic as well is just to kind of push us in a, in more of that direction in our lives because there is a lot of growth and opportunity that can come from that um so some of the key aspects and i'm definitely going to be drawn upon jordan tarver's book and his section on comfort zone and so that's where a lot of this will come from and just kind of add my own element into it but some of the key aspects of doing this for ourselves um, or key principles that he discusses in the book is one, 
Uh, for us to get outside of our comfort zone, we have to initially build trust with ourselves. And I really love the analogy of of the trust battery, the trust battery that he uses in the book. And so basically how the trust battery works is that every time life presents us with a challenge to do something outside our comfort zone, uh, your battery can either be charged or it can be depleted. So basically, if we decide to go against doing something outside our comfort zone, our battery becomes depleted. Um, we trust ourselves less. We have more self-doubt. Um, but if we decide to have the courage and to do something different, to go outside our comfort zone, then our trust battery increases and we build more strength. We build more confidence. And obviously, as we do that, as the battery is high um, or has a greater charge in it, the easier it is to choose something else outside of our comfort zone because you have more confidence, you have more of a desire to do that. But again, on the flip side of that, if the battery's high and it's easier to do things because we have this greater sense of confidence, um, I think that that's why if we've been stuck in our comfort zone for a long time, it can be extremely difficult to take that first step. And the reason why is that one, we have a low battery, um, so we have lots of self-doubt. And then what I've noticed a lot with people too is that it, they also can experience a lot of anxiety with the notion of going outside that comfort zone because again, that comfort zone has become a safe place. It's something that uh, they prefer or we prefer when we're in it for such a long period of time. And so breaking through not only the self-doubt, but the anxiety that can go along with getting outside your comfort zone can become very overwhelming and very difficult. So we definitely don't want to get to that place. We want to continue to kind of grow and push ourselves so that that, so the idea or the sense of our comfort zone doesn't become so comfortable that it's actually depleting or it's crippling in some way. So, um, so in, as a result of that, then, as he talks about in the book, um, you know, we want to continue to try to build our battery and, and ways that we can do that is through positive self-talk. We all have an inner critic or a voice in our head that tries to get us to, to go out to basically to ignore those promptings or those, those proddings, I guess, to get outside our comfort zone. You know, the inner critic might tell us it's a waste of time or we'll just fail or whatever it might be. So definitely, you know, letting ourselves know we can do something Filling ourselves with positive self-talk is a big part of kind of gaining that sense of trust in ourselves. Um, and even if it's just starting off with challenging yourself to try something new, like a new activity or hobby, something more basic, just to get the feel for that, just to get our feet wet, you know, in the water with kind of getting outside our comfort zone, that's something we can do too. And the last thing he talks about in that section of kind of building this trust with ourselves is that we really just need to be kind to ourselves you know, give ourselves some grace, give ourselves some understanding, know that some things might be more of a challenge, more difficult, especially again, if we've kind of been in our comfort zone for a long time. So the importance of being kind to yourself and kind of just this gentleness that we can have around, you know, getting outside our comfort zone is really important. Um, and then he goes on to talk about this, this notion. And again, these are all aspects that kind of help us to get outside our comfort zone and to, to get ourselves to our true potential. But this one really hit me because it's something that I experienced myself. And he says, give yourself permission to be a beginner. Um, we know it's normal to feel vulnerable and intimidated when you move outside your comfort zone. So accepting the notion of being a beginner can really help to soften the bumps and the growing pains that come 
with getting outside our comfort zone and doing something new or maybe going after something that we've never done before. Um, like I said, there's going to be bumps along the way. And so I've told this story, I think, before um, early on in the podcast. But when I began this podcast, if you haven't listened to my beginning episode, it was primarily under the premise or under kind of like on the piggyback of me going through a coaching program. And in that coaching program, they talked about getting our voice out there and being able to uh, have a way of, you know, getting our message out to the world. And he talked about we could do something via writing, writing a book, doing a podcast, you know, being up more on social media. And at that time, I mean, I thought about writing a book, but I felt like doing a podcast would be a little bit easier at that time in my life because um, I tried to sort of put together a book type scenario. And for me, that was just a real challenge. And so I thought, OK, I could probably do a podcast. But then the idea of actually doing a podcast, I've never done a podcast and so the notion of obviously that's something outside my comfort zone became a little bit overwhelming and i started to maybe you know kind of maybe back away from that idea but then he said one thing that really allowed me to move forward with it and he says he said i want to give i want you to give yourself permission to suck uh, to know that this is something that you're going to grow into that initially when you start that you're probably not going to be very good and you're going to be clumsy and you're going to um, struggle with words and you're going to say, um, a lot, which I still do. So I'm still working on that. But, um, you know, but the ultimate thing was just give yourself permission to suck, take that pressure away. Don't put so much emphasis on being perfect or, you know, being successful right away. Let give yourself the space to grow into something. And I think that ultimately that's what he's saying in the book is just that, you know, it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to give yourself permission to have that beginning kind of mentality and then just kind of just go with it, you know, just step outside your comfort zone and just let the process take over and just know that there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. But the satisfaction of being able to move towards a goal or move towards something different is going to be very beneficial. So um, that's definitely something that's helped me. And so I think for you, if you're thinking about doing something different in your life, making a change, just again, whether it's be, give yourself permission to be a beginner or giving yourself permission to suck at something initially, um, just take that pressure off yourself to be perfect or have it be perfect right off the bat. Um, another principle that he introduces along with the notion of, of comfort zones and getting outside our comfort zones is kind of this, this is more of a warning, the warning of complacency because complacency really is a true sickness. Um, and it's interesting because our comfort zone is this unique place and it's a place where it can create, it's, it's something that is safe and toxic all at the same time. And I hadn't really thought about that notion um, until I read that in the book that it, that our comfort zone represents this to us, um, a safe but toxic place. And I think part of the, the issue is that we can become so content with our safety that we're reluctant to introduce change or to, again, to go outside our comfort zone. And so therefore complacency really keeps us from our full potential. We may feel quote unquote good enough uh, feel satisfied enough, accomplished enough, whatever it may be. And so then we just end up shutting ourselves out from the world of improvement. Um, and so I think this is another reason that this has been on my mind for such a long time is that um, I think although for me, um, getting outside my comfort zone, a part of that came when we took, when we made the move to Idaho, um, even though I was doing the same job, doing the same 
you know, work. It was just a different place of doing it. And that took me a little bit, you know, to kind of get outside my comfort zone to kind of reestablish myself um, as a therapist in a new area. Uh, and so that was really good for me. But on a personal level, I think I've become really complacent in terms of like pushing myself with different things. I used to like run like half marathons and I ran a marathon and, and I used to always kind of be looking for something and I got into trail running and just things like that and kind of pushing myself. And, you know, it had been a few years. I mean, part of that was COVID uh, taking over and kind of shutting that kind of stuff down. And part of it was just kind of maybe a level of complacency. I kind of fell into that good enough kind of mindset where it's like, Hey, I've ran my marathon. I've, I've, you know, I've done some half marathons. And so I feel pretty content in that place. And so, um, this last, well, summer prior to summer, um, my brother kind of, he wanted to, to run a marathon and he'd never done one before. And, and so he asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And after thinking about it for a little bit and thinking about some of the, the, maybe the, some of the things that I had going on and, and thinking about just maybe if that was something I wanted to do again, you know, again, I'd already done one. Um, but anyway, I, I decided to do it and, uh, and then started putting in the work to do it. And it was definitely something that got me outside of my comfort zone. And, but it also kind of got me back to this place in my life where I realized I actually really liked the, the, I really thrive outside of my comfort zone. And when I'm pushing myself in those situations and when I'm looking to try to better myself and improve. And ultimately, even though um, I didn't get the time I'd like in the marathon, I was still relatively close. And it's still, like I said, it was something that kind of brought that back out of me that, you know, feeling good enough. And, you know, it's like, if I ran one marathon, why can't I run another? Why is that good enough? Why is one okay and two's not you know why can't i do two and maybe even three and four and whatever it is and there doesn't have to be a good enough there can just be you know as many as i want to do as many as i like um you know type of thing and, and so this idea of complacency and how complacency can kind of sneak into our lives in different ways and really kind of wreak havoc in terms of just the i you know the feeling that we get from achieving something that's difficult from getting outside of our comfort zone and when we lose that uh you know we lose that in a lot of ways because like that battery analogy it's like you know our sense of confidence kind of dips and we're maybe not as you know quick to do the the next thing that might be beneficial to us so uh, a lot of domino effects that can happen for i be from being complacent and not pushing ourselves in different ways so we want to just uh thank my brother for kind of getting me into that place he probably regretted afterwards because i'm just going to be competitive and i'm going to push myself and and uh, obviously i want to beat him so that that goes without saying um so <laughs> there's that but it, like i said overall it was a good thing for me um, some other warnings that he gives about, you know, complacency and kind of where we can maybe spot that is that we maybe get stuck into some of the distractions of life, things that are entertaining, like our phones, Netflix, uh, drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be. Um, those can definitely be things that numb us out from this sense of maybe we're not doing as much as we could or, or again, kind of falling that complacency. Uh, the other thing we can kind of do just in, in general habit is we just simply stop seeking new opportunities. You know, again, whether it's like a job or something on the side or some hobby, whatever, we maybe just kind of think, okay, I'm good where I'm at. So he talks about having an appetite for opportunity. And that, that again, really hit me too. It's like, 
you know, just kind of how do I keep that drive alive for that appetite for opportunity and just be consistently looking for things that can push me and kind of make me grow and, and, and really bring the best out of me. That's really what it's all about is bringing the best out of yourself. Um, the other thing that we can do to kind of fall away, fall into complacency is that we just simply choose comfortability over courage. Um, you know, comfort, it just kind of is what it is. It speaks for itself. It doesn't really teach us much. And, you know, courage obviously is a lot, a little bit harder to kind of muster up at times. Um, and, and when we face the idea of maybe failure, you know, that can feel stressful for some of us, but we just got to embrace the fact that failure will happen, but it's okay. We can learn from it and grow. And I'll talk about that a little bit later as well, too. Uh, the last thing that we do simply as far as, you know, complacency goes is just we run away from things like that feel like work. Life outside the comfort zone is a challenge. Um, you know, it's work, it's not a cakewalk, um, but that's not a reason to avoid it. You know, hard things are typically the most rewarding. And that's, like I said, that's kind of what I felt like with, you know, with the marathon was just like, here's this thing, it's very hard. And even though it's kind of over, once it's over, it's like, okay, I did that, but it really does feel rewarding. And it's just like, Hey, I did that thing that a lot of people have never done. And, uh, it just, you know, it feels good. And it, it's a, it's a sense of accomplishment there that again, builds that battery, right? It builds that battery life to where when you think about doing something else, it doesn't feel so overwhelming because you have that confidence that you can do things outside your comfort zone. One of the poor, most important mental shifts I think we have to make when it comes to dealing with, you know, getting outside our comfort zone is that we have to, um, change the way that we view failure. Ultimately, you know, failure, uh, is one of the things that leaves us uh, probably with the most kind of leaves us in the most vulnerable states that we can be in. Cause we feel uh, as a result of failure, we tend to feel more weak, more uncertain, more fearful. Um, but as a result of that though, as a result of failure, if we utilize it right, we can use it to our advantage. And to do so, we kind of have to do a few of the following things. We have to first switch the lens that we see failure through Failure brings us lessons, experiences, and epiphanies. Uh, so we really can gain a lot of insight and understanding um, when we deal with failure in the right way. Uh, the second thing that we need to do to kind of make that shift with failure is really just don't take it personally. Failure happens to us all. It's going to happen to me more. It's going to happen to you. It's it just kind of accepting that. I thought there was an interesting thing in the book that he talked about was this story that he heard about Tiger Woods. And apparently when Tiger Woods um, hits a bad shot or does something he doesn't like on the golf course, he gives himself, he has the 10 step rule. So he gives himself 10 steps to be upset about the failure. And then it's like, I got to move on. And that's a great thing. It's not to say that we can't be upset about the failure or that we can't be frustrated that we didn't get to the thing that we wanted, but the dwelling on it or the focusing in on it, one deprives us from maybe thinking about what, what we can learn from that. And two, um, uh, thinking about the notion of just, you know, or I guess just staying stuck in the sense that, oh, we failed, we failed, we failed. And if we keep that mindset, obviously it's going to, we're not going to want to try to do something different either. So 10, sec 10 step rule, 10 second rule, whatever it is, come up with something that kind of allows you just to, okay, I'm mad that didn't go well, but now I'm moving on. Um, and 
when we move on, we go into one of the last things he talks about, which is just to try to uncover the lesson that we got from the failure, adjust, and then recognize it's not a permanent setback. Um, the last thing he says when it comes to, you know, kind of dealing with failure and dealing with kind of like getting outside of our comfort zones is just simply for us to separate ourselves from familiarity. You know, we want to remove ourselves from our typical and normal surroundings. Um, and when we do that, this can jumpstart our journey outside our comfort zones. So that's another big part of it, something we can pay attention to and really try to understand within ourselves. And so as a whole, as you think about this in your own life and you think about Okay, what does it take for me to, you know, get outside my comfort zone? I just want you to think about these three things. One is anything is possible if you trust yourself. And so if we don't trust ourselves, we got to go back to that first part of the episode where how do we build that trust battery and focus on that. The second thing, uh, learning about yourself on a deeper level is exciting. And again, that's kind of what you know, I got back to with the marathon training was that you get a sense of like understanding yourself and being able to see where you can go and how you can push through things, how you can deal with adversity when something pops up and be able to really see yourself in a, in a deeper way. And like I said, that's exciting because it, it does give you that confidence like, oh yeah, I can figure this out. I can move through this. I can deal with that pain or I can adjust to this challenge. Um, and so it is, it's really exciting when we put that to the test. And then third is everything in life begins to flourish outside our comfort zone. Um, that according to, um, Jordan Tarver is where the magic happens. And I'd agree a lot, a lot of good things come outside our comfort zone. A lot of, um, wonderful experiences, uh, opportunities, growth, all those things really do happen when we're outside of our comfort zone. And so, I think, you know, I wanted just to kind of share his words in one of the chapters as we as I conclude this kind of section about it. And as we think about the notion of getting outside our comfort zones, um, he says, choose to be courageous, choose to represent confidence, choose to try new things, choose to take on new responsibilities, choose to seek the unfamiliar, choose to realize that the outcome of your life is in your hands. Choose to take the appropriate steps to get outside your comfort zone. Choose to do something that will challenge you, bring in positive change, help you evolve into the person you were always meant to be, slash the best server, best version of yourself. And I think just those words are so powerful um, in terms of our ability to get outside our comfort zone and really to make the life that we can have um, and that we deserve to have. Uh, you know, so and that's kind of the the, the notion of the book. It's like. You know, if you don't get outside your comfort zone, if you don't try to be more aware, don't try to be more intentional in the way that you live, it's like you, quote unquote, deserve this shit, whatever that is. But if you work hard and you work to get outside your comfort zone, you deserve that shit. Whatever good that is that brings to you, that's what you deserve because that's what you're creating or that's what you're choosing. And so a lot of great wisdom in that book. And hopefully this is something that kind of spurns you on to try to push yourself to get outside your comfort zone. Another interesting take that I just kind of added late to the podcast, and I saw this on a TikTok, but it comes from Anna Lemke, who wrote the book, uh, Dopamine Nation, who I've talked about her book at, at different times on podcasts about radical honesty and stuff. But she really talks about the how our society is really being impacted by dopamine and the dopamine rushes that we can find anywhere. 
And uh, she was on this podcast and she talked about how we need to balance out the abundance of dopamine that we have access to in such an easy way, like our phones, Netflix, whatever it is, like drugs, alcohol, all these different things that are just so easy accessible that it overloads our system. And so the way that we have to balance that out is sort of by pressing on the pain side of life. Well, that doesn't mean that we, that doesn't mean trials, whatever, da, da, da. It just means that we have to do some difficult things. Like what, so the pain side really is doing hard things, you know, things that are outside our comfort zone. Um, and, and the link there too is, a, it, it, she talks about in the podcast is just the link to depression. So we're more depressed when we just kind of rely on these comfort zone type things and it can create this sense of depression when we're not pushing ourselves. And so she said, you know, what I'm going to start doing with my clients is write a prescription pad for hard things. Go do a Tough Mudder, go do a Spartan, um, go do something you've never done before, something challenging, something that's going to push you. So it's interesting that that came up because as I was thinking about this, it's like not only is getting outside our comfort zone benefiting us as far as a growth perspective, but it really is a key to our mental health, our mental well-being as we push ourselves and do hard things and get dopamine that way rather than the easy way. Um, it's going to be a benefit to us. So lots of great things um, to think about, to, to, to chew on. And hopefully, you know, it's something that kind of motivates you to get outside your comfort zone and do something different. And, and I hope it's, uh, hope it does you well for that as, as well. So, uh, this is the Vegas therapist signing off till next time. Have a good one.